1: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
0: Welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live as we start another work week. So glad to be with you and to host uh, our show of Calvary Live. And so I would encourage you, give me a call. And maybe you got a question about the Bible. You just heard that number. You can call in and be uh, a part of the show as we have a conversation The call-in number is 303-690-3000, got all open lines, so grab one of those open lines. Again, as uh, you who are listening on Grace FM, you're listening live today, and you are listening on this Monday, the 15th of November, so glad to be with you and so glad to be able to minister to you. So, uh, Grace FM listeners all along the Front Range, uh, Colorado, up into Southern Wyoming, and also, online listeners across the country that are tuned in, perhaps listening in on the mobile app that uh, they've pulled up, uh, Calvary Live, or perhaps the Grace FM website. That you can call anywhere in the country. That live, uh, that call, uh, the call in number is three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Give me a call. I'd love to talk to you and see how you're doing. Also, it's an opportunity for you to be able to give your prayer request and. So we want to be able to do that. We want to start to show out as uh, those of you who are Grace FM listeners, particularly those of you in Colorado, are hearing the news of just a number of teens that were uh, shot in uh, Aurora. And uh, so we want to pray for that situation uh, in Nome Park near uh, Aurora Central High School. number of kids have been injured, taken to the hospital. Uh, and so we just want to pray for that situation and, uh, pray for all those who are involved while we're thinking about it. So father, we do pray. We just pray for, um, those teens that were shot. Um, Lord is, uh, all that is going on. I know that there's a lot of information going out right now. We just want to pray for, for the situation, the kids that have been injured, taken to the hospital, um, the, the police force, uh, Aurora Police Department that's sorting all this out. Um, Lord, we are seeing in our cities, in in our own state here, Colorado, uh, it seems like there's always shootings, violence. Um, Lord, we live in that day and age where we see an increase of it. And Lord, it breaks our hearts when we see that teenagers are involved, um, young teenagers in high school. So Lord, we just want to pray for... All who are involved, the first responders, um, uh, we pray for uh, the peace officers involved, the paramedics, the hospital staffs that are going to be taking care of the injured um, as they do the investigation, um, that they would be able to figure out who did this and why. And Lord, we just pray that also that you be with the school as they're going to be dealing with this the staff, and the counselors, and everyone. So we just lift this all up to you. Lord, we just pray for peace in our land, and we know that um, there needs to be a turning to you. So, Lord, we just pray for a spiritual awakening. We pray that this would uh, cause people to look to you and that Christians would stand forward and be able to give comfort and guidance and wisdom during this time and to be able to declare truth. And we just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So keep praying for this situation as news is coming in. But again, welcome all Grace FM listeners along the Front Range in Southern Wyoming. Uh, Online listeners, you're listening live on this Monday. But also, we want to welcome those who are listening in on Hope FM and Truth FM and Radio by Grace Uh, throughout the country. You too can call at 303-690-3000. And we'll have a conversation. You can ask your questions about the Bible or Christian living. And then also you can give your prayer request. There is another line that you can text in a question or a prayer request. We'll go to the text line during the hour as time permits. And that is 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. And so that is also to remind you a twenty four seven prayer, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, opportunity for you to give prayer requests on that dedicated text line. It's for texting only. So uh, the staff there at Calvary Church in Aurora, the prayer team will be looking at those prayer requests uh, during the week, and they will be praying for you and ministering to you in that way. So I think it's just really neat that you have the opportunity to be able to text in at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Your prayer request and and there's people that are going to be praying for you. Uh, in the meantime, during this hour show, we will take some of those text questions and prayer requests as time permits. But we got an open line, so grab one of those open lines and let's go to Sydney in Alabama. Sydney, yes, sir. Welcome yes, to the I, program. Uh, yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah how how can we pray for you?
2: Well, um my son keeps getting into trouble and um I just want I just say just pray for my son, all my family.
0: That'll yeah, be fine. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, there's a lot of influences against our children, isn't there? And um and we just wanna pray for protection and guidance and so Lord we just pray for Sydney as he, he asks for prayer for his family, uh for his son, for all his family. Lord, there are so many influences out there that come against us and pull us away from you. Um, Lord, we, we see it all around us in so many different ways. So I pray that you would just uh, protect his family from the schemes of the enemy and uh, the devices of the enemy, trying to pull them away uh, into the world, um, into that which will harm them. Protect his family. Uh, protect them from the influence of his family. And I pray that you give Sydney just help in ministering and wisdom in ministering to his family. And Lord, that um, you would just keep them under the shadow of your wings. And Lord, be their stability and protector. And so Lord, we just lift up this family to you. Lift up Sydney to you. Just help him in ministering to his family and, and proclaiming that which is good and right and encouraging them. And so Lord, do that work on their behalf in Jesus' name. Amen. Sydney, you there? Okay, Sydney from Alabama, wanting prayer. So glad that you guys are calling in from Radio by Grace. Uh, heard throughout the South, a lot of stations in uh, Georgia, Alabama, Florida, uh, Mississippi, uh, up into South Carolina. So good to hear from you guys. Give me a call at 303-690-3000. I want to remind you you are a week delayed. Uh but you can call, we have a conversation and then you can listen to it next week. Uh we're going to continue in the southern part of the country. Let's go to Georgia, David. David. Can you hear me? Yeah, David. Welcome to Calvary Life. You're on the program.
2: Okay, good. No, I just had a question. Uh see how you know I do a lot of studying and I just want to see what your opinion was on reference to the mark of the beast, and what is the mark of the beast in your uh, biblical studies?
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of talk, actually, about the mark of the beast, and of course it has, in relations to, um, there have been those who have come along and have said that if you get vaccinated, you're taking the mark of the beast. Here's the thing that we need to keep in mind when it comes to the mark of the beast. Number one is that it is a mark. It is more than just a mark or a chip or whatever it's going to be there can be a lot of focus on that but what it is saying is i am making a statement i am making an allegiance that i am going to align myself with the antichrist you see what's going to happen in the middle of the tribulation period is we put the prophetic scenario together is paul writes in second thessalonians chapter 2 that the antichrist the son of perdition, the man of sin, is going to go into the rebuilt temple. He will proclaim himself as God in the temple of God to be worshipped as God. And at that moment, he he has destroyed the false world church, Revelation chapter 17. He wants to be worshipped because the Antichrist is directly influenced by Satan himself. And that's one thing that Satan has always wanted to be worshipped, right? And We see it. He wanted to sit on the throne, Isaiah chapter 14. He he wanted to be exalted as God. We know that he said to Jesus in the temptation that bow down and and worship me and all the kingdoms of the world will be yours. So Satan wants to be worshipped. He is going to, the Antichrist, proclaim himself as God to be worshipped as God. And anyone who does not do that and take the mark of the beast then they're going to be heavily persecuted. They're going to be put to death in a lot of cases. He's going to go after uh, those Jews who are going to reject him. They're going to flee to the rock city of Petra, Revelation chapter 12. And we know that the mark of the beast is making that allegiance. Here's the thing, that when people say that if you take the vaccine, you take the mark of the beast, we are not in the tribulation period. That is all going to take place in the tribulation period, and more specifically, in the middle of the tribulation period. So we've got to keep everything in context. And also, we're not making an allegiance to a man and worshiping him as God. So the mark of the beast, what technology is going to be used for it? I don't know exactly, but the technology is there. They can put chips and and keep track of people and... Uh, That's what the Antichrist is going to do, according to Revelation chapter 13, and not be able to buy or sell um, if you don't take his mark. And so there will be, Revelation chapter 14, there will be an angel. There's three angels that make a proclamation. One is one angel is going to proclaim the everlasting gospel to all the world. The second angel that you read is going to proclaim that Babylon has fallen, and then the third angel is going to say, do not take the mark of the beast. If you take the mark of the beast, there is no hope of salvation. And, and so keep everything in context. That will happen in the tribulation period. We are not in the tribulation period. Um, we are still in the church age. And I believe that we as Christians, that we will be taken out of and away from the hour of tribulation, that shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth and that we won't be here during the tribulation. But we do know that um, there are going to be many people that will take the mark of the beast during that time to worship the beast. The the world begins to break out in basically satanic worship. Towards the Antichrist, he's going to say, you need to take my mark. Now, do things that we see today, is it pointing to that time that... There's gonna be, you know, the mandatory things that are gonna to be told and being able to buy or sell. Yeah, we can look at that and say, you know, these these things speak of it, but they are not taking the mark of the beast right now. We're not in the tribulation period, we're not worshiping a man um, who is ruling the world right now. Because the Antichrist, he is an economic leader, he's a military leader, he's a religious leader, he's a political leader, and he is a leader that the world has not seen. Um you know, ever before, whose you know Daniel says great oratory skills um is going to deceive the world with signs and wonders, so we always want to keep everything in its context what the scripture says. Does that help, David?
2: Well, let me ask you a question uh you don't see this happening with uh this cryptocurrency
0: well, here's the thing, everything that we see um David is leading to what the Bible is speaking about. It, it points to that. It speaks of it. But we got to keep everything in context. We are not in the tribulation period. And what I see sometimes is different websites and different things that say, you know, Revelation chapter 12 is going to be fulfilled with the alignment of constellations and stuff, and or, you know, the the blood moons and all of this, and uh, the, the moon's going to turn to blood, and the sun's not going to give its light— all that is spoken of, of the day of the Lord. So these things may point to it and speak of it. Don't be surprised if we, we see those things happening because Jesus talked about the birth pangs, the birth pangs that are going to to lead to the birth of you know a kingdom that's going to come that's going to last forever. The final culmination of those birth pangs, earthquakes, pestilence, Famines, you know, false prophets and Christ that come on the scene. As you read the Olivet Discourse, um, you know, there's going to be all kinds of perplexity of nations, things like that. We're seeing the birth pangs right now. There's no doubt about it. It's all pointing to those things, but the full culmination is going to come in that final period called the Tribulation Period. Okay, well, okay? Do you
2: think, uh, uh, in reference to the market abuse, do you think it's going to be something... On your head or in your head, like what, what you—I uh, don't know—what's inside
0: it's, of you, huh? Yeah, something inside of you. They can easily implant a chip, you know, something that is going to identify you with that man, the Antichrist. So, yeah, they got all kinds of technology that is out there. So, hey, good question. Keep keep studying, but keep everything in context, okay, David? Right. Appreciate you calling. Good question. Hey, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We had full lines, but I believe we got one open line now. So give me a call. Love to talk to you. Text line 720-336-0897. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this Monday. So glad to be with you. And let's go to Federal Heights. Richard. Hi. How are you, Richard? Welcome to Calvary Live.
2: Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's my wife. I'm calling about, uh, I left her two years ago in, in California and I came to federal Heights, Colorado, uh, cause we just weren't making it. Uh, she got sick in 2011 and I stayed with her for eight years, but I couldn't take it anymore because she was physically violent with me and I just couldn't take it anymore, Uh, and, uh, I told her a hundred to thousands of times to to stop, or I was going to leave, and all she would say was, go ahead and leave, I don't want you anyway, I'll kill you, and things like that. Well, she had, uh, two, two hospitals that she went into for mental health, uh, she was diagnosed as schizophrenic, and uh, she wouldn't believe it. She still don't believe it. She called me today, asking me why I left her and how come I left her, and and all that. And I told her, you know why. And uh, she, she 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 needs prayer real bad, yeah. uh, let's, real let's... real bad.
0: Yeah, Richard, we'll pray for her, and God knows all those things that she's going through, and. You know the the mental agony, the seeing of bugs, you know all those things, and I I'm so sorry you've gone through the pain, and um and I I think that you continuing to try to encourage her, um is is you know um is I, I commend you for that, but just keep praying, keep praying for her, and um and she hasn't been well, and she does have issues, and so Father we do pray. Uh, you know exactly what's going on with her mind and and seeing things and um, just the, the uh, short temper, um, the um, threats, all those things. I just pray that you would just minister, bring healing to her mind, bring healing to her body if there's anything that's causing that. Um, Lord, I do pray that uh, you be with Richard and give him wisdom in being able to minister to her. And, Lord... It It is um, something that I can hear from his heart, um, a marriage that has suffered because of it. And, Lord, I just pray that somehow you bring healing, that you bring um, restoring, um, whatever that you can do, because you're the one that's the miracle worker. And, Lord, I just pray that you give Richard um, just wisdom in being able to talk to her, that you bring the right people into her life to be able to help her and to be able to speak truth into her life and to get the help physically, mentally, that she perhaps needs. Um, Lord, there's all kinds of things that can happen and cause those things. And so, Lord, we just pray for you to just bring the right people to her and also to Richard, encourage him. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Thank you, Jesus. Yes. hey, I hope, Richard, we'll, I hope,
0: we're going to be praying, okay?
2: I hope she gets well. That's all I can hope. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank yeah this week. You, you bet Richard and you keep praying, okay? And we'll be praying with you.
2: Thank you. Okay.
0: You bet Richard. So hard going through those things and so we want to keep praying for Richard and we got two open lines 303-690-3000. Just the days are hard and rough and they can be hard and rough especially during the holiday season which is coming up on us. Next week is Thanksgiving. And, um, and, and so we just, it's great to have a show that we can pray for one another. And uh, we need to be praying for those who are linked to us in our lives. And uh, to keep giving light in the darkness, wisdom in the confusion, to pray for strength when and people are weak, give truth in all the deception. Uh, God wants to use this, us and he wants to use this, us especially in this time of the year. So um, give me a call. we got a couple open lines. Text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go ahead. Let's go to Matthew in Newport, Tennessee. Matthew? Matthew, are you there? Okay, Matthew. Matthew, we can pray for Matthew. He wanted prayer for his family, his wife. Um, And it's just... um, just kind of a difficult situation, an unstable situation. So, Lord, we just pray for Matthew and his wife, and we don't know what's all going on. But, Lord, again, we see um, that there is uh, the situation that's unstable, uh, very concerning. You know what's going on with Matthew. They're in Newport, Tennessee, and we know that, um, that you can intervene. We just pray that you give Matthew wisdom, and, Lord, for his wife, that you would bring healing that you would work, that, Lord, you would touch, that you would send um, Christians into their lives and the right people. And so, Lord, I just pray. uh, We don't know the situation, all that's going on, but you do. And, Lord, we just want to be able to uh, lift Matthew up to you and for you to work in every way for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, I think we got all open lines right now, so grab one of those open lines. Love to talk to you. Answer your Bible questions, 303 690 is the number to call. The text line is 720-336-0897. Text me a question or a prayer request. All open lines right now. So grab one of those open lines. So good to hear from you. So good to hear from you all throughout the country, even in the first 20 minutes of the show, uh, from Tennessee, from Georgia, from Alabama, and uh, Colorado. And so i uh, love to talk to you and go to the phone lines. And this really is your show. This really is your show for you to call in and for us to have the conversation. I, I did mention that, uh, that we are headed towards Thanksgiving. Next week is uh, Thanksgiving. Um, we will have a, uh, here at Calvary Greeley, uh, a Thanksgiving Eve service. Maybe your church is going to have a Thanksgiving Eve service. We're going to have pie. Uh, we're really looking forward to it. Uh, this week also is a very special week for not only our church but for many churches that are all throughout the country this is collection week for Operation Christmas Child and we've been the collection place center for the shoeboxes here in Greeley in Weld County for 20 years or so and once again we are collecting shoeboxes i believe about 1500 shoeboxes came in today alone uh here to our church and we have volunteers that are getting those shoe boxes packaged up, uh, going to be ready to go to Denver, to the distribution center. Um, it's such a joy to be able to do that. It's such a wonderful ministry. But I want to encourage you that as we are in the holiday season, that there are opportunities for you to be able to get involved and to help people and to bless people. And maybe it's uh, helping with getting food baskets or food boxes that your church is getting ready i know that there have been many in our churches we have food boxes that are going to go out next week for those families or those individuals that can't afford uh, a thanksgiving meal and uh, we're going to be putting those together so many people have brought in uh, food and food items and turkeys and things like that also uh, operation christmas child it's not too late for you to get a shoebox to put it together. If you're not familiar with Operation Christmas Child, is shoeboxes that are gathered all across the country and then they go throughout the world. And in those shoeboxes, there are little gifts for kids that have nothing that in third world countries. And as these shoeboxes are handed to the kids, uh, to see the video of it is so amazing. It's so incredible. They're so thrilled just to get a toothbrush or a little doll or, you know, know, something like that. And then there's the gospel in their language that is given uh, to them. And it's such an incredible ministry to be involved in. So it's a great way for you to be able to um, get involved in missions. Matter of fact, I encourage the parents here that this is a great way to introduce missions to your children to go down, get the supplies, and if you go online, they give suggestions. Maybe your church has some information on it, what you can put in the shoebox. You can do one for a boy or a girl. You can do more than one box. Matter of fact, we had a family here um, that the family brought in over 400 shoeboxes in today. Um, it, it was wonderful, and it's something that they love doing. Is something that is important to them, and So you can do one, you can do two, you can do 400 if you want to, and bring it to the collection week, which goes till Monday, a week from today, the 15th through the 22nd, and um, to be able to be involved in that. And as I said, it's a great way to introduce missions to your kids and to be able to go down and get the things together. Um, When my kids were younger, we used to have them do that, and they pick it out, use their you know, allowance money to do that um, because they kind of are owning it and they uh, are using their money to give to God and to do the work of the Lord. Those are important lessons. And then to put it together and then to pray for that shoebox for the child who's going to receive it because God knows what child's going to receive it. So there's a great way, just some very practical ways to get involved in people's lives in In blessing others during this season of Thanksgiving and then Christmas coming up as well, and I hope that that you would consider that because it can be a season where it gets so busy. Uh, we got baking to do, we got shopping to do, we got decorations to put up, um, you know gatherings to go to all these things that take place during um, Thanksgiving and then also during Christmas and I hope that we would take the time to say, "Lord, how can I bless somebody? How can I minister to them?" So, we got all open lines. Grab one of those open lines, 303 690 3000. We're going to go to break here in just a little bit, um, but grab an open line. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. Maybe you got a question about the Bible. Maybe you got a a prayer request. Love to hear from you. Please give me a call, 303 690 3000. The text line is 720 336 0897. So, again, you can go on our website at Calvary Chapel Greeley. Dot org, and you can get those hours that we're going to be collecting shoe boxes. If you're listening here in northern Colorado and Weld County and Greeley area, I believe from 10 to 2 tomorrow. And then in the evening, we have an evening slot for those of you that's hard to get away during the uh, day. And that is from 5 to 8. And then also Saturday, Sunday afternoon, we'll be here and then next Monday. So be sure to take a look at those hours. Bring those shoe boxes. And each one of those shoeboxes is going to be handled with love and handled with care. And uh such a privilege to be able to be a part of this ministry for so many years as the gospel goes out. All open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Love to hear from you. The text line 720-336-0897. And so we got plenty of time to take your calls uh in the second half of the show it's the only break of the show and we're going to be right back as you're hearing the music and so give me give us a call and uh and let's just encourage one another bless one another go to the word of the lord for wisdom for guidance in your questions and also to just go to the throne of god in time of need
1: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000
0: or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this afternoon, this evening, wherever you're listening. Love to talk to you. You just heard those numbers. We got all open lines. The live call, uh, the call in number for you to talk. Those of you uh, that call in will be talking live today. And uh, so 303 690 3000. I want to welcome those who are listening on Hope FM, Truth FM, and Radio by Grace as well throughout the country. Uh, As you call in, you will talk to somebody live, but and then you'll be able to listen to the broadcast next week as you are a week delayed. The other way for you to be able to ask a question or give a prayer request is uh, a dedicated text line 720-336-0897. And and I just want to remind you that um, it is uh, something that uh, is a 24-7 prayer line that you can uh, ask for prayer, and there will be the prayer team at Calvary Church in Aurora that will be praying for you and ministering to you in that way. So um, we got an open line. I do want to... Uh, Once again, just uh, remind you to, um, you just, uh, Operation Christmas Child happening, uh, other things that you can get involved. Uh, I know that Calvary Church in Aurora is doing a number of food boxes, a limited number, and and perhaps that you can give them a call as well Um, by the 17th of November, meal pickup November 20th, 10 to 1. 303-628-7200, 303-628-7200, if that's a blessing to anyone. Got an open line. Let's go to Joanne and Greeley.
3: Hi. Joanne, yes. how are you? Good. How are you doing?
0: Good. Thanks for calling.
3: Yeah. Um, so we've been watching the Chosen series. Um, uh-huh. And- the, the last episode we watched brought up a lot of questions with my kids. Like, they were saying, oh, did an angel really come down and stir up the Bethesda pool? Or, And I know that there's probably not a lot of, like, history on it. But um, I, I looked it up online, and it said that there were words omitted from the translation that said it was believed the angel, an angel came down and stirred the pool. I don't know if you've heard anything about it.
0: Yeah, you know Joanne, uh, and I've read on it, and it, it definitely the were you, the those who had physical infirmities would gather around the pool, and it was believed that um, that when the 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 water was stirred, that an angel was doing it, and there would be healing. Now, whether uh, it, there was an angel that did that, or it could be that there was just um, some underground springs that were coming up, and and bubbling. Was anybody actually healed? It doesn't tell us in the record of that, uh, but that's what it, it was believed and So we don't know for sure, but here was this man, and here's the thing, Joanne, that intrigues me, is that here was this man for 38 years, I believe it was, that had that infirmity, um, that couldn't walk, that was there, and he was putting his hope into, number one, an angel that would stir the water, Um, And then second of all, when Jesus came to him and said, do you want to be made well? He answered and said, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred. Um, But while I'm coming, another steps in uh, before me. He's saying, I don't help, help from any man. And Jesus said, rise, take up your bed and walk. And I think it's just a good reminder that the Lord is the one that really desires to bring healing to us, that desires to work in our lives. And I know that He doesn't heal in every instance. We can pray for healing, um, and healing is the sovereign work of God. But oftentimes we look to to man to help us when it comes to problems, when it comes to difficulties. And I think that a lot of times that the Lord is saying to us, and 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 not necessarily in physical infirmities, but perhaps we got a problem, perhaps. We need wisdom, you know. We're thinking, uh, you know, where those to help me, and there is safety in a multitude of counsel, and we need to encourage one another. But as we do, Joanne, we always point people to Jesus, and that's the big lesson in that: that He's ultimately our healer, uh, He's ultimately our help, He's ultimately our strength. So, as far as the pool, getting back to your your question, um, we don't know. Was it? Uh, Anybody actually healed? Um, Was anybody, um, you know, uh, they believed that? Was it actually an angel or springs that came up? I don't know. And I haven't looked into it, uh, probably maybe not even as much as you have. So um, I'm not able to give a definitive answer on that.
1: Okay.
3: Okay. I mean, I thought that the series did a pretty good job with it, but, yeah, I'd never really Uh, thought much about it before. So (laughs)
0: Yeah. And, and you know, it's recorded for us there for, you know, um, just to put, again, the emphasis that Jesus is the one. Because I think, Joanne, a lot of times, and maybe even those who are listening right now, that the Lord is saying, do you want to be made well? And, and we think, well, I, I, I got to go over here and get help. I got to go over here and get help. And I'm not saying that there isn't practical help and Christians can't help. You know, we're talking about that right now but ultimately to go to the Lord and to say, Lord, I need your help because you are my helper. You're my strength. You're my protector. You're everything that I need. And that's what that story reminds me of, that Lord is with us. He sees us and that he desires to work on our behalf. So good question, Joanne. Appreciate you calling. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. 303-690-3000 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to Dale and LaPorte. Hey, Dale. Hi. How are My you? My
3: question is good. My question is, I was listening, I think it was Pastor Ed yesterday afternoon, and he was talking about how we can sometimes tell if a pastor, for instance, hadn't done his homework and he just kind of got up and shared and, and just talked, and that it's easier for us as lay people to see that, whereas it's a lot more difficult to tell you know, if we are doing our part. And I think that was his challenge. And I guess my question is, is how do we tell if we're doing our part? How can I tell if I'm doing my part?
0: You know, studying and enough study. You know, the Bible does say that we are to be a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And one of the things that can happen with pastors is, or Bible teachers, is that they've, especially, and this is where i got to be careful, because I've been teaching the Bible here at Calvary Chapel for, it's going to be 26 years here in January. And we're about ready to go through the entire bible twice all 66 books so what can happen is is that bible study you, you can start becoming a little bit lazy a little bit lethargic regurgitating the same things but i think that there's a couple factors that are there dale number 1 to really be studying i you can tell if somebody's really prepared you know maybe perhaps they'll fill in their teaching with a lot of stories or they just go off tangent, or they're you know just kind of winging it. There are some who have said, well, Jesus said the Holy Spirit will you know speak to you the things that you should say. He's talking about persecution, first of all, during that time. He's not talking about getting behind the pulpit and giving a teaching. And you can tell, like anything, you can tell when a teacher in a classroom is prepared for that class or whether they're not prepared. And you know, I, I've heard of pastors—I remember one pastor said, well, you know, the I, I I was putting my teaching together while I was watching the football game on Saturday. There's not only the preparing, because I think that Bible study should be intelligent. That is, that that we should take the Word of God and make it to where people can understand it and to make application, to be able to, you know, look at the interpretation, all those things— But also prayer goes in with it as well. And we can't forget about that, Dale, that I know for me, I pray, Lord, help me to say what it is that you want me to say. And that makes a huge difference because sometimes when I'm doing a study during the week that I may be going in one direction and then all of a sudden, you know, at the end of the week or something, the Lord say, no, I want you to change some things. I want you to to go in this direction a little bit. And and so prayer goes into it that, Lord, I pray for your anointing. I pray for your guidance and your direction. This is your word. I want to handle it right. And so there is that preparing academically, but preparing spiritually as well as we go to the Lord and pray and, and say, Lord, help me with this. But it isn't just throwing something together and not studying. And for me, as I study, I realize there's so much of the Bible that I'm still learning, growing in, new understandings, understandings that are refreshing. And um, and it's just wonderful to be able to be in the Word of God, to continue to grow in the Word, to read, to study, and to also pray through it. and um, And I think we can tell when somebody's prepared and when somebody is not prepared.
3: Well, as far as... I'm looking as far as the layperson, you know, their walk, because, you know, you may spend 40 or 50 hours a week yeah. studying, but I don't have 40 or 50 hours a week right. necessarily, yeah. and then when I get done with my day, I'm kind of tired. Yeah, And you to sit down and try to study, you know, for two or three hours is, for me, is not going to happen.
0: Yeah. Um, it- I'm
3: just exhausted.
0: Yeah, and that happens with a lot of lay people because I've known pastors that they work a full time job and you come home. You know, I've known young pastors that got kids and they got to take care of the kids. And then when the kids are in bed, that's their time to study. And at that point, to just do the best that you can in the time that God has given to you. But I want to encourage you, Dale. You know, there's one thing that Pastor Chuck used to say. He said, Put the cookies where the kids can get to them when you teach. Make it to where people can understand. You don't have to make it all academic. You don't have to be polished. You don't have to be, you know, to where, um, you know, you got all this this lengthy preparation. Just give them, you know, the scriptures and how it applies in their lives and to where they can understand it. And if you are doing that in the time that God has given to you, then you've done well. And and, um, because those who work full-time, those who... Uh, only have a short time to be able to put something together. Um, Me, I have my ministry here is to teach the Word of God and to be able to focus on that. Well, you got a job, you know, when people got a family and kids and all that, um, that time may be limited. But just put the cookies where the kids can get to them, okay?
3: Okay. Thanks.
0: You bet, Dale. God bless you. You too. 303-690-3000, Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Just study the word, keep growing in the word, praying. God will give you a word to share with others. Um, let's see where we're at. I believe that we have an open line. Let's go to David in New Jersey. Hi, David.
1: Hello. How are you?
0: Hi. I'm good. How are you?
1: Doing well. Uh, Every now and then my brother and I talk about the Bible, and he had brought up a question about Micah 5-5, and Uh towards the
2: end it says, it talks about seven shepherds and eight princes, and he asked me who they were, and I'm like, I got no idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what, I I was going to ask you if you could um, actually call me back next week, (laughs) and I'm saying that jokingly (laughs) because— I just started Wednesday night in the book of Micah, and we're doing the first, we're doing the first three chapters, but I haven't gotten to chapter five yet. So, so you know, you kind of got me there. And um, yeah, so in Micah chapter five, I'm going to look at some notes because I do have some notes on that. Um, Micah, of course, that he, he's ministering. He was a contemporary of Isaiah. And he's ministering to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah uh, during the time that Jothan was the king um, down in, in um, the house of Judah. Things were going good. Things were going great. Uh, he also ministered during the time of um, when uh, um, the, um, um, the house of Israel was doing well and then Ahab was the king but in Micah chapter 5 verse 2 and i believe you're speaking in verse 5 uh, yeah when the assyria comes into our land when he treads into our palaces then he will raise against him seven shepherds and eight and so i am going to look and see what i have on that we know that micah chapter 5 verse 2 speaks of what do you remember
1: uh, it talks about the end times yeah it speaks about that's where messiah remember gonna- from it
0: yeah, and where Messiah is going to come. He's going to be born in Bethlehem. So you'll see that in the story of Christmas coming up in Matthew chapter 2, when the, when the wise men come, uh, the Magi, into Jerusalem. And uh, so Herod the Great wants to see them. Why are you guys here? We're here to worship the King of Israel uh, that has been born. He's very upset. He calls the religious leaders. He says, where's this Messiah of yours supposed to be born? And he quotes from Micah chapter 5, verse 2, that he's going to be the ruler of Israel, um, shall come forth, um, and he is going to be born in Bethlehem. Um, And what is interesting to me in that story, and not to get off track and then I'll answer your question, um, is that the religious leaders, they knew the scriptures, they knew that Messiah was going to be born in Bethlehem, but there's no record of them going to Bethlehem. Um, and here are the wise men coming from Babylon, extending the energy and all of this, uh, to, to come and see the King of Israel to worship him. And they were wise indeed. So I find that intriguing just because we know the scriptures doesn't mean that we apply the scriptures in our lives and, sure. uh, they didn't make the journey, but as he says, we will rise against him, seven shepherds and eight princely men. Um, and the, I think it's just, speaking of the leaders, will rise against them. Um, and uh, God oftentimes works his way to deliver us from our enemies. Um, I think I'm trying to look at specifically the numbers there, and I just don't have it. But like I said, I'll probably look be looking at this more closely. So I wish I had more for you. <laughs> I don't
2: know. Thanks for, uh, you know. I could conjecture on a bunch of different things. That the 7 was a number and 8 was a number, you know, and, and I'm like, right. Dan, I have no idea who it is. So I don't to yeah. look it up, and I couldn't find anything, so I called you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, you know, and um, anyhow, um, yeah, I don't know what the numbers are at right now. You know what it's going to make me do? It's going to make me go home now and do some reading, so study up on it. So There you go. All well, right thanks for thank checking you. it out for me. Wish I could help you out better, but that's but, okay. Yeah, like i s I'll be teaching on it the week after Thanksgiving. And uh so uh I'll have an answer for you then.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. Well thank you very much. You have a wonderful day. Yeah. Thanks
0: for All right, you too, God bless you. Thanks for calling, appreciate it. Uh sometimes, you know, I just need to look up a few things and so David, um love to get back with you on that and I can. So uh 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Sometimes they don't know. Sometimes we have to say we don't know, and that's okay. But we can learn and keep going. Um, we got a couple open lines, so love to talk to you. Um, let's go to Greeley, where Esther is on line one. Esther? Hello. Hello, you're on Calvary Live.
1: Hi. Um, I just wanted a prayer request for... Um, all youth and all young um, young adults um, that are facing, like, the spiritual world, um, yeah. warfare. Um, I have one particular um, girl. I don't know her. Um, I just know um, her auntie, and she's been um, out of control. Um, she is doing things that the voices are telling her to do, so um, I just feel that it's the spiritual warfare that's going on, and that's pretty much trying to take over her, and I just ask for prayer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And this, we're seeing a lot of this today, aren't we? We're seeing a, a lot of just—and um, it's not just young people. It's kids. It's, it's adults that I believe the enemy is working overtime. And there's so many pulls on them and just the anguish that they're going through and the difficulties that they're going through and the influence of Satan in their lives. You know, he's the accuser of the brethren who accuses us day and night. And where the battle is, is in the mind oftentimes. And and the enemy has a lot of tools at his disposal. He lies, he deceives, he tears down, he confuses, all those things So we do want to pray for our young people. We want to pray for our kids. And I think it's a good, good prayer that you're asking because we see it all around us. And I think probably that, Esther, one of the things that um, I think I'm safe in saying this, that most everybody who's listening knows a young adult, somebody who is a child, somebody who is a teenager, somebody who's a young adult that is going through such difficulties. And and feeling the repercussions and the consequences of the enemy coming against them, and pulling them into just darkness and deception and lies, and um, ungodliness, and you know because he's the god little g of this world, and how we need to be praying. So Father, I thank you for my sister calling, and for this important prayer request because we see the agony that our kids are going through. We see the agony. Um, that uh, is happening with kids with teenagers with young adults even as we hear about what happened in Aurora this afternoon but Lord I just pray and I do want to pray for Esther this this one um, young adult that she knows that is just going through difficulty um, as they they are being told lies the enemy is deceiving them uh, bringing them into ungodliness lord i pray for her specifically and i just want to pray for our young adults i want to pray for our teenagers and our children because the world has not given them truth matter of fact the world comes along and says there is no god that they weren't created and lord we know that you created us you love us you've given truth to us so we just lift up our young people we pray for a spiritual revival we pray for a spiritual awakening in our nation in our community lord um in our land that truth would be given and lord you pour out your holy spirit and that you would rescue our young people who are going through such agony and difficulties and lord i just pray that you would work in every way and lord um i thank you that we can to go our our weapons are not carnal but they are through the truth of the word of god your love and through prayer And so, Lord, I thank you for Esther. I just pray that you would just use her and uh, help her to minister to those who are linked to her in her life, young adults, family, whoever uh, she's ministering to, and give her wisdom. And, Lord, just help her to give, um, Lord, your love and to be able to speak truth into the lives of those that she has opportunity and for all of us to do that. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Thank you.
0: You bet. God bless you. Thank you for calling. God bless you, sis. You bet. Absolutely. Let's go to Jill in New Jersey. Jill? Yes. You're on Calvary Live.
1: Oh, hi. How are you?
0: I'm all right. How can we pray for you?
1: Um, I'm just praying for um, strength as... Um, I'm going through a um, divorce right now, and um, it's been very, very difficult, Um, basically been with this individual my whole life, Um, and my kids suffer greatly with a relationship with their father, Mm -hmm. but... um, I'm a strong believer in the Lord and um, I know that he's going to get me through this and I know that he's strengthening me and my kids and um, I know that we have to trust in him and um, we have to keep praying and even though things may not go our way and things may seem very dull and dark at that moment. Um, but um, we just need to keep our faith and um know that um he's not gonna he's not gonna let us down and he's gonna um he's gonna pull us through.
0: Yeah. I'm so sorry, Jill, that you're going through that. And Father, I do pray for Jill. She she loves you and believes in you, believes in your faithfulness. But Lord, as she's going through a hard divorce, um you know the circumstances. Lord, is she is hurting right now, and her kids are hurting, uh, struggling with their relationship with their father. That Lord, you would bring somehow, you would bring healing. Lord, if it's your will, restoring, um, Lord, f- forgiveness. Uh, Lord, I pray for Jill that she is she's in this place that is very hard, but Lord, that she would trust in you and look to you, that you give her the comfort that she needs that you would uh, just uh, provide for her, for her kids. Um, Lord, that you would help them in the hurts that they're feeling. And so, Lord, I just lift up this precious family to you, and I just lift up Jill and her kids, that you be with them and guide them and direct them, um, and that you would just work in this situation. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. And, Lord, I pray for Jill and the decisions that she has to make. Um, Lord, do you give her wisdom and provision, in Jesus' name, Amen. So sorry, Jill.
1: Thank you, Pastor. I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah, you know, be praying. Okay.
1: Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Absolutely. and have a good evening.
0: You too. Bye bye. Hey, one of the things I um um David in New Jersey um called about the Micah five five i was just looking at some other notes the seven and the eight um so hopefully you'll hear this next week if you're listening on the radio or perhaps you're listening online that it speaks of god's fullness and provision for them is what i have written down and they do speak of uh do they speak of future leaders god will raise up we don't know for sure so that's an interesting verse just want to throw that along while well, we just got a quick minute let's go to george in pennsylvania george
2: yes how you doing
0: George, we just got about two minutes, so um okay. you had a question?
2: Yeah, about the, the marriage vow that we take when uh-huh. we get married. Did that come from the Bible or did man or did God inspire man to you know, make that some words up yeah. for us?
0: And yeah, I think and you know, the church has adopted those vows and you know, they're not all exactly But I think the Bible gives us the principles of those vows because they came to Jesus and they said, you know, is it permissible to divorce, you know, your spouse? And um, he said that a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and the two shall become one. And then he goes on to say what God has joined together. Let not man separate. We do know that there's the roles of men and our husband and wives given in Ephesians 5. Also, Colossian talks about first Peter chapter three um and but when it comes to the vows, it's making in that covenant marriage relationship that the church has come along and said, "Here are the vows that so we can keep you know the roles and the intention that God has in being married, and that is to love one another through you know through um you know good through bad." plenty and in want and sorrow and sickness, all those things. So the Church has come up with that in those vows.
2: I guess they're inspired by God. I mean, it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, yeah it, it is a good thing. Yeah, you know, and, you know, and, you know, we live in a day, too, where a lot of times, you know, um, couples want to do their own vows. And one of the things that I do like about it is to, you know, take each other for better or worse, richer or poorer. And what I do, George, is I have them say the vows to each other, not just agree it, but to say those vows to each other. And I think that's important. So, hey, good question, George. Good to hear from you guys in Pennsylvania. We had a great show today. Thank you, everybody that has called and looking forward to being with you at the same time tomorrow here on Calvary Live. So if you didn't get a chance to be on the show, save it for tomorrow. Give me a call. I'll be back here. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.